way, people. of Queensland and Australia, I speak tonight on freedom. On many occasions in the last year, I've addressed the Senate regarding freedom as a counterbalance to medical tyranny, and I recently addressed the Canberra Freedom Rally remotely. The side that is locking people up for the crime of being healthy, arresting protesters, pepper-spraying kids and beating up grannies, banning books and electronic messages, censoring social media, sending threatening letters, forcing small businesses to close, urging people to do to dob into centres and banning safe drugs that have worked for 60 years are all on the wrong side of history. In a frightening development, New South Wales has called in the troops to keep innocent, healthy citizens locked in their homes in what can only be called martial law. Recent freedom marches showed what happens to citizens who exercise their democratic right to protest. People are demonised, hunted down, the media vilifies to discourage others from questioning the control state. If the government can decide who is free and who is not, then that is not freedom, and no one is free. A crisis will always be found to justify measures designed to protect the government, not the public. A crisis that is as easy to create as turning up the PCR test from 24 cycles up to 42, where a false positive is the most likely outcome, as has occurred. Actions such as these have created a crisis of confidence in government. And that, fellow citizens, is on the Senate. We are the House of Review. We're tasked with the duty to ensure honesty, transparency and accountability in the government of the day. We have failed in that solemn duty, our duty to our constituents. We have failed those yet to vote, our children, who are now being injected with a substance that has not undergone meaningful safety testing. The Liberal, National and Labor parties have colluded to wave these measures through this place, reducing the Senate to the status of a dystopian echo chamber. Each new restriction, although met with rightful public opposition, has not led to a re-evaluation, but rather has led the government to crack down even further. The Morrison government is behaving like a gambling addict who loses a hand and instead of admitting error and walking away, it doubles down. With troops now on the streets, it's frightening to contemplate where this will end. Everyday Australians are being deliberately demoralised to extract a, hard, a higher degree of compliance. When COVID first arrived, there were few masks, and the experts and authorities told us masks were not necessary. Now those same medically ineffective masks are used to condition people to fear and obedience. Crushing resistance crushes hope, and without hope we have no future. Is it any wonder that small businesses are closing permanently? Every small business closed was a family being provided for from work, hard work and enterprise. Who will look after those families now? The government? With whose money? The Reserve Bank, using electronic journal entries, can only create fiat money out of thin air for so long before it runs down our country. The government can only sell bonds until buyers stop coming forward. Then what happens? We will have no tax base left to pay these government stipends to people who were once able to pay their own way. Since when is a Liberal government, the party supposedly of Menzies, dedicated to making huge sections of the population totally reliant on the government for survival? 
The bad joke here is that the excuse used to justify this sudden rush to Marxism, public health, is moot. Deaths from all sources, including coronavirus and the flu, are at historic lows. Australia's death rate in 2020 was less than in 2019, and 2021's death rate is lower again. We're strangling Australia's economic life and future for no reason. Power has gone to the heads of our elected leaders and unelected bureaucrats who are exercising powers yet do not feel the consequences themselves. Never in history has Lord Acton's famous quote rung more true, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. It's been calculated that the civil disobedience tipping point, which is the maximum capacity of the, of the police to arrest people, of the jails to hold people and of the courts to process people, is in Australia around 100,000 people. Anything more than that and the system comes crashing down. Attendance at the Freedom Rallies last month shows we're almost there. No wonder the Morrison government has been scared into resorting to the refuge of tyrants, the military, to intimidate citizens into compliance and to mandating injections threatening to rip away people's livelihoods. Everyday Australians are seeing through the smoke screens of fear and intimidation. People now see the cost of the restrictions to family and community exceeds the medical cost of the virus. Everyday Australians have spoken. We will not be divided. We are united. We are one community. We are one nation. Thank you. It is Monday, August 2022. Of course, it is the 22nd, the day before the rally at Parliament, which is the People's Court, where evidence will be presented, the government will be put on trial, and then the public, who are coming from all over the country, will sit in judgment and render their verdict. Of course, we cannot get um, any type of fairness, let's say, from our politicians, the judiciary and the police have basically been weaponized and become a, a security force for parliament to continue the attack upon all New Zealanders. And of course, what we've been saying here at Callispin Media from the start, and that's why we're getting hammered, is we want the proof. Show us the proof and the evidence that um, is responsible for the carnage in this country. Show us that SARS-CoV-2 has actually been isolated and purified and that COVID-19, which is the branding around the symptoms of it, actually exists. I've said from the start, it's a scamdemic. It doesn't exist. It never has. What is happening is the carnage and the fallout from the jabs. Everyone knows it, and they're covering it up. The suicides have gone through the roof. Our businesses are in tatters, and the New World Order, rebranded as the Great Reset, marches on. And Avi Yemeni recently, he's been um, denied entry to New Zealand just recently. He's trying to get in, so hopefully he can. Um, Hannah, what do you have to say about this? Well, I think we should just get to our guest, Calvin, because we're really um, apologetic about these technical difficulties. What do you think? We've already eaten into 10 minutes of our time with him. So why don't you just kick it off with and introduce our wonderful guest that we've got waiting? We have, of course, Senator Malcolm Roberts. He's from Pauline, Nations One, uh, Pauline Hanson's One Nation Party, member for Queensland, I believe. And uh, welcome to the show, Senator. Sorry about the gremlins, but here you are. Uh, that's okay. I'm used to gremlins. We <laughs> we ran a COVID under question inquiry last uh, a multi multi party cross party uh, inquiry. We had experts from all over the world, including Australia, and uh, we had a lot of gremlins with us last week because we were using the parliamentary system, which I'm sitting in the middle of Brisbane, and the Wi-Fi doesn't work. Uh, this is what happens when you have a government, government, whether it's Labor or Liberal, doesn't matter. They don't make decisions and policies and legislation based on on data. They make it based upon spin, how to get headlines, how to look after their mates. It's basically a rubbish way to run the country. That's what happens. You're absolutely right. And I'll tell you what, you've been steadfast 
and standing up for the rights and freedoms of Australians and, of course, the Senate. And tell me something. You knew by adopting this approach that you'd be unpopular. How has that actually worked out for you? What sort of criticism have you had labelled against you? I've had very little criticism. Uh, I, I haven't been called an anti-vaxxer very often. Uh, one of the other senators has been. Pauline has been. Uh, and, and always, by the way, when they give me a label, whether whatever it may be, um, I just say, well, thank you very much for giving me that label because it shows you can't argue with the facts. You haven't got a logical argument you can string together. So thank you very much. I must have just won the debate. So, uh, but I have, I've been called very little. But uh, what, I, what they have done to me, Kelvin, is that they've denied me any media coverage. They just, they've frozen me out of everything. So we've got social media, which as you know, is really anti-social media because if you don't conform to the views of, the, um, of Bill Gates, of uh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, and Facebook and, and um, Instagram, who seem to be funded by Bill Gates to suppress us, we get shadow banned incredibly. And, and we've had both Instagram and uh, Facebook uh, really block us out. So uh, our reach is much, much less than, than it was. But uh, every now and then they, they drop their guard and we get a phenomenal reach. But we, we have um, uh, regularly topped the, uh, the, the reach of uh, politicians in this country. Uh, Pauline's done it quite often. Jared Rennick's done it quite often. And you'll notice I'm not afraid to mention someone from another party. I just, I just support anybody who works for the country, anybody who stands up for the people of this country. So uh, people know what, what they're starting to wake up and, and we're, we're starting to be uh, recognised as the ones actually telling the truth who'll be on the right side of history, Kelvin. Yeah, you're dead right, Hannah. Yeah, because, you know, we've had uh, recently one of our fellow truth reporters here in New Zealand, Chantelle Baker. She's just had her Facebook removed. We had our third Instagram um, and second backup Instagram removed yesterday. So there's a massive attack on free speech. Of course, like Calvin said, Ava Yemeni being, um, being denied access to New Zealand because they're scared. They just don't want the truth out. What, what do you think is the biggest piece of information that they don't want getting out to the public? They don't want the public to know that these vaccines have not, oh, sorry, I've made a mistake there. They're not vaccines. They're experimental gene-based, gene therapy-based treatments. They are not tested. They're, sorry, they have been my, tested in a minor way. Experts around the world, including um, uh, Tess Laurie, have said that they need, because they're wholly new technology, they need about 15 years of experimentation and, and recording and experience before they can be approved. These things haven't had 15 months. We know that they're killing people and we know that they're suppressing them. And I go back to your original point. Um, wherever you see control and suppressing of Arby Yemeni, suppressing of yourself, suppressing of myself, wherever you see control, Hannah, underneath control, there is always fear. They are afraid of us. They're afraid of us waking up. And when I say us, I mean, we, the people. I am a, a citizen of, of Australia. Um, I'm one of the people of this country. I happen to be in a privileged position of serving the people in this country, but, and I have a responsibility to, to uh, my, my, I, have a, I respond or report to the people of this country. That's my job. Uh, they pay my damn wages, you know, so uh, that's where we report to. And they're terrified, the globalist predators are terrified that we will wake too many people up and they'll come looking for the government and they'll come looking for both the Labour Party in this country and the Liberal Party. They've both been culpable. It could not have happened without both parties, both federal and state, working together. They have orchestrated this. 
Um, there's no pandemic of deaths, none at all. There's nothing unusual about the all-cause mortality. It has stayed about where it normally is until they started injecting people. That's the first thing. Then we started having a, an unusually high level of deaths. Um, we've also got lots of serious injuries. So we know that the virus itself, as Kelvin started the show saying, the virus has got low mortality. I even asked them and they said, yes, low to moderate mortality. And then if you look more closely, it's older people and vulnerable people with immune system deficiencies that are, that are, that are dying from it. And they're very, very few. And so relative to normal deaths in this country. So what we've got is a case of complete overreach on lockdowns. And I believe that what they're doing with lockdowns, with the basic restrictions and with the compulsion on, on the injections, what they've been doing is getting us ready for uh, submitting to and con being conditioned to all kinds of overreach coming with a digital identity bill and other things that the globalist predators have got in mind for us. Yes, you're 100% correct. We have the same things <clears throat> going through our parliament. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have the digital ID stuff coming. We have a whole manner of and raft of legislation coming down the track that does not in any way, shape or form benefit us as a country. It is only for, like you say, those few globalists who want to control all. Now, we saw this coming a mile off. We've been for the longest time telling people that the whole thing is a scam, that they're weaponizing fear. They're driving people to the problem reaction solution, Hegelian dialect, and they want people to just, as you say, conform. These face snappies, where there's no biohazard bins to collect them, so we're always wondering what if it's such a deadly pandemic and these little nappies are meant to collect all of this so-called deadly virus in the air, why would you not have a biohazard bin somewhere and hazmat suit clad people coming along, scoop them up and putting them in? You walk down the road in Wellington here, because I'm here at the moment, ready for tomorrow, and you can see them just in the gutter and they just, you know, go along and, and it's, it's completely and utterly nuts. And why we have asked an official information act requests um, all sorts of um, seeking out parliaments, parliamentarians to say, hey, just give us the evidence. Give us the evidence. They have none. They actually have none. But as you say, we have excess uh, mortality rates here that are starting to, on a very steep upward trajectory. And yet they, here's a question. When the politicians fail to serve the people, when the police are working for the politicians because here in New Zealand we have a criminal organization in charge. With that, there is no doubt. I am more than happy to be challenged on that because I can bring the facts and evidence, something they do not like. What level of corruption do you think you have in Australia? And I'll tell you what, I am very surprised that yourself and others like you are able to withstand the shadow banning, the mocking, the you don't know any ad hominem attacks. Now, I've heard a lot of your speeches. I've followed you for a while, and you do nothing but cite actual evidence. That seems to yep. go over people's heads. What the hell is going on? Well, they think a sick dolphin in, 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 uh, in, at the beach is an evidence of climate change. They think the, the, um, you know, having a storm is evidence of climate change. They think that having a couple of hot days in a row is evidence of climate change. And then even when they get on the news and they say something like, St. George has had the, the worst floods for 50 years. They think that's evidence of climate change. What the hell happened 51 years ago? You know, it was worse. These, these people, 
and and they just lull everyone. I, and, and I heard a, a senator who I've got a lot of respect for as, a, as an individual. He stood up in parliament and said, we must address climate change the way we address COVID with the science. Bullshit. There has been no science behind this. There's been spin and propaganda to control people. That's what it is all about. Um, and it is purely to control. And, and, you know, Kelvin, what they've done is they've hurt the vulnerable and the poor, and they've hurt the aged again and again and again. I mean, a person, male or female, in their 80s, they love to see their grandkids. Yes. They love to see them. And they have a, they have a the responsibility for that, that, that parent himself, that grandparent himself or herself, has the responsibility and the right to say, no, I want to see my grandkids. I don't want to stay cooped up in a box. Damn it. I want to see my, I don't care if I get COVID. I've lived a long life. I would rather see my granddaughter. But we have said, stuff you. You're not going to get a say. We're going to lock you in a box and keep you out. And we're going to inject a toxin into you. Our health minister, geez, I'm getting angry again. My, my, our <laughs> health minister here has said, we are engaged in the world's largest clinical vaccination trial. It is a trial. And you're either exposing the experiment as we are, or you're involved in the experiment. You're one of the rats, the lab rat. This is not right. We've had 15 months of minimal testing. The animals that they tested on died. We found that people who were being tested won't die, and so they got rid of the control group. They've injected everyone. Now there's no, no control group anymore for Pfizer. We've had a person on the COVID under question inquiry last week uh, testify that she worked for Ventavia, who was subcontra a company subcontracted out from Dallas, Texas, I think it's Texas. Um, she was sub they were subcontracted contracted out to do the Pfizer trials. She said there was so much, uh, so much sloppiness, so much inaccuracy, so much fraud and fabrication of these trials. And people are going along and saying, yeah, stick it in me, away we go, let's go. But what really gets me, Kelvin, is the fact that people have had no choice. They've had no informed consent because they've not been told that the, the, the injections are, are minimal testing, not adequate testing by a long way. But worse than that, if you don't get this injection, you lose your job yeah. and you don't feed your kids. That is inhuman. It's immoral. And that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with genocidal maniacs in Fauci. We're dealing with maniacs in, in the form of Bill Gates. I'd say he's genocidal as well. We're, we're dealing with people who are gutless, ignorant and stupid in our parliaments, state and federal. That's putting it bluntly. So, Senator, if I may, what do we do with genocidal maniacs? Like, do we? how do we hold them accountable? And if, if eventually it does go to trial and they do get to be found guilty like how are we going to deal with these people lock them up lock them up i don't believe in taking lives but um what we've got to do first hannah is is recognize that we gave the government plenty of opportunity i stood up and i said number of qualifications but i said okay we support you initially in the early days because we don't know whether this is serious or not okay we were watching deaths from overseas tens of thousands of people dying in italy france spain china greece Oh my, we better, okay, we were conned by that. But because we found out they were, they were dying not from COVID, but with COVID, dying from other comorbidities. So anyway, we were fooled by that. But I said to them right from the start, we want your data and we want a plan. They have still not provided the plan. They still didn't provide me with the data. I wrote to the prime minister, the premier of our state of Queensland. They wouldn't give me any, any data. They gave me crap. So eventually I asked in Senate estimates in an inquiry for the data, I got the data. It showed low to moderate severity. That's from the health, the chief medical officer himself. 
what we have to do is keep holding them holding them accountable and what we have to do is go through it's so very hard in this country we can't hold the 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 agency that is saying to doctors if you tell the truth they're not saying it in these terms of course but they're saying basically you tell the truth you you talk badly about the vaccines about them not being tested you do anything like that and we will deregister you so we have been that that organization was set up about um, 12 years ago in readiness for this so that they, we can't hold them accountable. The federal Senate cannot hold these people accountable. They, we can't bring them before us. They've been deliberately set up outside the federal system and outside the state system so that no one can hold them accountable. And so what we're doing now is we're busting it down. And I, I believe, Hannah, that what will happen eventually is by continued effect from the people, continued effect from the some court cases which are starting to come undone in America and in Australia, and we'll see some, some action in Parliament, will eventually open people's eyes and then there'll be a massive reckoning and holding these people accountable. But above all, we've got to stay peaceful. We, we can't afford to get into, con, in, into the telling lies and, and controlling people. That's their game. We want to expose that and then we hold them accountable. And the key thing is to vote at the ballot box, to talk with your friends, talk with your workmates, talk with your families, talk with your social, the people you socialize with, the footy club, the football club, talk with them and spread the news. Just ask simple questions. And above all, when it comes to the election, vote differently. Don't vote for the major parties, vote for people who will speak up honestly. And you've got some in, in New Zealand. Yep, that's exactly right. Over there, see over here, we, we have found it impossible to get a copy, an unredacted copy of the Pfizer contract that this government has signed us up to. I believe- Same here. It, Yep, exactly. Um, I believe that they have um, got KPIs to meet. I also think that they've got a lot of um, jabs lined up over and above the ones that they've been telling you to take. I think seven um, I heard from Australia. We look at the Albanian one and have a look at the one in Brazil that Bolsonaro has uh, rejected. And um, it is it is not a good read. That alone, if that come out, would bring any government down. But that's why they're keeping so tight-lipped about it, and we cannot get it even under an Official Information Act request. In fact, we've just recently heard with a, a Labour Party uh, member of Parliament who has just been basically ostracised because he dared to spend a year and a half trying to sort out bullying within the party, that um, they have special classes to avoid how to how to avoid official Official Information Act requestable information where you talk directly or you go through a different line or you ring them so it can, like, there's no paper trail this is the level of deceit we have in this country and they have the nerve to come after people like us because we like you share our share frustration and albeit very verbal and quite tough words at that um me i, I don't hold back and of course i become a prime target but have you had the same issues do you find it's like pulling hen's teeth to get anything out of these people. Well, you know, a lot of it is stupidity. There are a few people manipulating the, 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 um, the circus, but a lot of it is stupidity in my view. I asked the chief medical officer, federal government, chief medical officer, the head of the Therapeutic Goods Administration, which provisionally approved these injections, these experimental treatments, and the secretary of the federal health department, which is the head of the health department, right? I asked them some basic questions just before they were rolling out or as they were rolling out the injections. Are they 100% safe? The immediate answer, no. So they, they admitted that. 
The next question, will these injections stop you getting the virus? No. Will these injections stop you transmitting the virus? No. Well, what's the point? So then fourth question, do you know the dose? How many injections? No. What the hell are they doing? Then they've started coercing people and forcing them to take something they didn't, they knew would not be effective, knew would not stop the transmission, and, and knew they didn't even know the dose. And they haven't been tested. They don't know the impacts on the genes, the toxicity, the carcinogenics. They, they know that it killed animals. And these are all open. The, the Therapeutic Goods Administration, which provisionally approved these, this is the first time in our country's history, Kelvin, when the government has forcibly injected something on people, forcibly injected a toxin on people. It's also the first time a government in this country has withheld a known, proven, safe, effective, affordable, accessible treatment called ivermectin. They took it off us. They took it off us and it's proven. And I, I've taken ivermectin for something I picked up in India, cured me, no side effects. It's, it's been given in 3.7 billion doses around the world. No side effects apart from mild headache in a small minority of people. But it, in Africa, you look at Africa, they survived this assault from their governments because their governments didn't assault them. The people in Africa have been murdered by, by the big pharma, testing drugs, knowingly killing people in Africa. And the Africans have said, we've had enough. We're not doing this another time. But the other thing that's helped the Africans is they haven't had, co they haven't had many COVID deaths either because they've been taking ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine as anti-parasitics to, to keep them safe from the parasites in, in the, that country. And they get natural immunity, not natural immunity, but they've got immunity because of the ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Yep. Countries that are using these two or using any one of those two drugs Stop COVID in their tracks, but we're not allowed to use it. That's genocide. Yeah, Just before you go, Senator, I've got one more question because, um, yeah, as as we agree with you, um, this whole COVID has been um, based on fake science. Climate change is based on fake science. And what is what people are starting to realise is the assault on farmers. And you're obviously from Queensland. And from what I understand, the farmers have been under a massive attack there. Can you just give us um, a quick summary of what's happening there and um, maybe give some strength to the farmers in New Zealand? I don't know if I can be quick, but I can show you how hideous this has been because I first became aware of this climate scam because I've been managing underground coal mines. I've been trained at university. I've been trained outside of university. I've had to pass statutory, rigorous statutory exams. I have to know the composition of the atmosphere. And I know that the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, which is supposed to be frying the planet now, has got about 0.04% is carbon dioxide. That's four one hundredths of one percent. It's absurd that this can have a physical effect. It can't. And the data shows that it can't. But what they did uh, goes back to the Howard Anderson Liberal National Government, which is supposed to be conservative. Back in 1996, the Kyoto Protocol came along in the following year, one year after they were they were became government. And they decided that they would comply with the UN's Kyoto Protocol, which meant cutting carbon dioxide output from human activity. How do we do that, they thought, because if we shut down power stations and farming and cars and industry, we'll get crucified. Oh, I know what we'll do. What we'll do is we will stop the clearing of land because trees absorb carbon dioxide. So they also realized then that that only affects 40,000 farmers. 
So that's not many votes. So what they did was they they did it, but then they realized that they had to go against the government's, the federal constitution. The federal constitution in our country, Hannah says, if you interfere with someone's property rights, rights to use their property, you must pay just terms compensation. So we're looking at 100 to $200 billion of compensation. So the, the prime minister, John Howard's government went to the states and said, you steal their property rights. And they've admitted, the state premiers have admitted stealing property rights. So farmers are now restricted in the use of their land. If they bought land on the basis that they could clear it and turn it into a more productive country, tough titties, that's no longer possible. So that's one way they've done it. And they've done that deceitfully by going around our constitution to avoid paying farmers. The other way they've done it is they've gradually imposed more and more restrictions so that they, they Stop they stop not only farmers clearing the land, but they control how much insecticide or pesticides used, how much. Do you know of a single farmer that wants to put excessive chemicals on his property? But he's got to pay for them. He doesn't want to do that. So then the other thing they do is they stop um, nitrogen fertilizer or restrict that. I don't know of a single farmer who wants to put excessive fertilizer on his land because he or she will lose that, that, that money. But then they say, we don't want you to have runoff. What farmer wants to have runoff from his, soil, from his soil? His soil is his prime asset. Then they fake the science in the Barrier Reef, saying the farmers are killing the Barrier Reef. Complete bullshit. It is a lie. We've, we've got the scientists to admit they haven't got anything. I mean, the Barrier Reef is pristine. And, and so what we're seeing is, is restrictions all over the place. Now they're talking about, as Kelvin started, started the show, talking about restricting farmers, cattle, sheep, pigs from farting. I mean, what they want to do, Kelvin, it's really simple, Hannah, what they want to do. They want to stop us eating meat, keep the meat for their globalist predators, the elites who want to control all this, and they want us to eat bugs. Now, some people look at that and say, they laugh, but they haven't been laughing. Majority of people, they know it's true because our federal government, our liberal national federal government up until four months ago, funded $64 million to the United Nations Food Summit, I think it was, that they held in September or November last year. And they're paying for research to get people to eat bugs. They want to shut down beef, shut down pork, shut down sheep and lamb, and they want to get us to eat bugs because they can control it much, much more easily. They want to tell us what we're going to eat, how we live, where we live, how we work, what we do. They want to control every aspect of our lives, every aspect of our lives. They want to take us back to feudalism, basically a communism. You tell you what, you pretty much summed it up perfectly. We have exactly the same thing here. And if anyone's under the um, ridiculous belief that voting in the other wing of that same bird is going to change, they just got to remember that their <laughs> deputy um, leader of the other party, Dr. Shane Retty, was willing to have all those doctors who spoke out and who actually honoured their do-no-harm edict, um, he wanted them all brought up before the medical council and dealt with. So that's what we've got to look forward to. They are two wings of the same bird. They are in lockstep with the globalist agenda and they are pushing it come hell or high water. And regardless of what we say, we can petition and everything. It always falls on deaf ears. And their, their, their whole idea of consultation is this. We're about to do this. You've been consultated. That's it. Yeah. So before you go, Senator, I know that you're being heavily shadow banned on um, social media, but where can people find you if they would like to follow your work and actually find some politicians who, you know, they've basically got the kahunas to do what needs to be done? I'll swap this 120 for you any day. <laughs> yeah. Sorry? I'll swap these 120 clowns here for you any day. 
<laughs> Can we adopt you? Yeah, well, New Zealand needs you. <laughs> Thank Thank you. Um, my website is Malcolm Roberts, M-A-L-C-O-L-M Roberts, QLD, one word, MalcolmRobertsQLD.com.au. I'm on Twitter as M Roberts QLD, I think. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Senator Malcolm Roberts, and I'm on Facebook, uh, Malcolm Roberts, uh, Pauline Hanson, Senator for Queensland, something like that. I can't remember. I look at it every every couple of hours, but I can't remember. <laughs> I'm also on, on LinkedIn, um, and we're on quite a few podcasts these days. Brilliant. You are a gem. You're one of the few shining stars in a sea of desperate desperation, I tell you now. Over here, we are poked. We've got so many political... Well, well I, must, I'm, I, must, I must say that uh, I want to acknowledge what you're doing, and, and I say this to every podcaster, every independent interviewer. We've got the, the Mockingbird media, the Legacy media, the Charlatan media, the Lying media, the Globalist Shill media, the Suppression media. That's the mainstream media. We've got the anti-social media, Facebook, Instagram, formed by Meta. But we've got, and what this has created is many, many wonderful things. And I'll mention two. First of all, the new independent truth-seeking people's media. Hello, that's you guys. And the second thing is that um, there are people waking up. And previously, the globalists were flying under the radar. The people weren't aware, aware of what they were doing. Now they are. Whereas before we probably had about 5% of the country awake in here in Australia, we've now probably got 15 to 20% awake. Um, we need to get to 30% before you start changing things. But the good news is that I've been talking to two Americans, one this morning and one on uh, Saturday at a barbecue. And they've both come back from America recently. They're both American. They're both really sad to see what's happened to America over the last 30 years. I've been going to America for about 40 years. The country's being destroyed by the globalists. It's a real, I, I feel very sadly about America. But the good news is, and the, both these ladies said, they were invigorated by going to the States because they are well down the track of people waking up. They're further down than in Australia and what I can gather in New Zealand. And the, and the Americans are waking up and they're saying, not anymore. So they've got a clown as president, but the, but, the, but the citizens are starting to really awaken. And by the way, I put a plug in. You can get it all over the world, tntradio.live, tntradio.live, um, because they are 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and they give voice to people telling the truth. The only mandate they have there is to tell the truth. Brilliant. Excellent. You're a legend in politics, uh, Senator. We'll have you again on in the near future, I am sure. And uh, and the you were just giving shout outs to the alternative media, the truth ones, of course. We have another legend coming up soon, Maria Z from Z Media. So we're looking oh, for wonderful, wonderful woman. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us, Senator. Keep that Anzac spirit high. We need to reinvigorate that and um, not forget what our forebears gave, you know, the ultimate sacrifice for what we are all trying to continue in their legacy. Keep going. I love what you're doing, Hannah. Thank you very much. Thanks, Kelvin. You're most welcome. All right, Kelvin. What a legend that is. He is just so cool. Um, we need. We need one of our 120 post office workers down in Wellington to step forward, take a leaf out of Malcolm Roberts' book, go rogue, and just tell the truth. That's all we want. Just tell the truth, isn't it, Kelvin? Yeah, I think if one of them told the truth, it might be the um, crack in the dam that actually forces it to free flow. 
because we've got something's got to be done. I mean, let's face it, we've been sold down the river. This country is completely and utterly poked six ways from Sunday. And uh, I can't see it leading up anytime soon unless we do smash that dam. All right. I reckon we should just get straight to it, to our next guest. And as Calvin said, it is Maria Z from Z Media. We are so thrilled to have her join us. She did a marvellous interview uh, this week again on InfoWars. Welcome to the show, Maria. Great to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honour to be here. So, I mean, you kind of heard the tail end there uh, with the Senator. Let's just keep going. I mean, what what do you think, how do you see the state of the world at the moment? And what do people in New Zealand really need to know about this global reset that's going on? Well, I think first and foremost, as far as the people of New Zealand and Australia, we are very much lumped into one category as far as the World Economic Forum is concerned. Our young global leaders are listed on the same page. So the tactics that are deployed here and in New Zealand are very similar. Uh, Jacinda Ardern, I can't even begin to voice my disgust at her behaviour towards her people. It is not the behaviour of a a leader, it's the behaviour of a tyrant. And it's not dissimilar to what we've seen in Australia. Uh, other countries that have seen similar tactics are probably Canada. And I think the main reason for this is because these countries have not had to really rise up in civil unrest ever, um, you know, in, in recent history. Not that I'm calling for civil unrest or anything of the sort. This requires, uh, you know, peaceful, lawful, uh, you know, a, legal, a lawful approach to what we're doing. It needs to be done properly. It needs to be done with integrity. But um, but, but, but I, I really do think that the, the tactics that have been deployed are the same and it is because for the most part we're peaceful people we're people that don't really rise up against our government uh and and you know the reality of the situation is australia and new zealand we're not armed not that i'm saying that you know we, we should be or getting into that discussion at all but if you look at the united states they've had a very different approach to us and i truly believe it's because of that what we're seeing is this demoralization of every single country and they've got us in this lull now but as far as the smart city agenda and the push towards the great reset agenda 2030 which we now know according to the united nations and world economic forum they've signed a document saying they're going to accelerate this to 2023 I don't want to see people growing complacent or going back to sleep. And this is what we have seen because they've taken a bit of a step back in a lot of ways, but they have not slowed down their agenda. They're not planning on stopping and people really need to be aware of that. Yep. You know, you're, you're saying the same thing we're saying and that's good. I mean, because we, we've watched your shows over there because we've got it on Telegram and all that as well. And um, the way you deliver it too, you're, you're like, you're you're like me, a female version of me, basically. You're edgy, you're to the point, you don't piss around, and you just basically lay it out and say it how it is. We're taking flack like you wouldn't believe, because I have the nerve to say everyone in this country has the absolute right to self-defense. These people, these genocidal regimes, which actually democidal, government killing its own people, it's exactly what they're doing, they are killing people here. They've got the police on their side protecting them from being this international criminal organization. That is what they are. And I've I've made no apologies for that. I have said things quite pointed, like these people need to be arrested, charged, taken to court, evidence presented, and if found guilty, they need to be dealt with harshly. I've said, you know, and I've also said, like in the past, if we were living in like the medieval days, these pricks would be hanging from the nearest lamppost. And boy, do the lefties go off their nut at that. You know, you're advocating violence. Now I'm advocating self-defense and self-preservation when someone's trying to kill us. That's it. How do you find that? Do you get, 
How much sort of flack do you get? Because, geez, we got the trolls lining up. Do you get the same thing? Do you get a tech left, right and centre? Absolutely. That comes with the territory. And I think, you know, a lot of a lot of leftist uh Twitter accounts have slandered me. I, I I really don't pay much attention to that, but naturally it's going to happen because the the ideologies are clashing so hard right now. And I just cannot fathom the the mindset of someone who thinks that it's perfectly okay to keep lying to the people, terrorizing the citizens, coming and blatantly telling lies to people that is going to cost them their lives on national television day in and day out. And and, and and not seeing this for what it is, which is psychological warfare on the people, uh, which has ultimately led to hundreds of thousands, potentially even millions of deaths at this point from these deadly bioweapon clot shots. It's absolutely deplorable. So should they be dealt with harshly? Absolutely. If someone comes into your home and attacks your family... You have the right to defend yourself. You have the right to defend your family. And unfortunately, we're in this situation where, well, unfortunately or fortunately, we're in a situation where the justice system has not supported us. You know, the the uh, authorities on the ground have not supported us. In fact, they've supported the government in what they're doing. I saw the, the things that were happening with the protests in New Zealand, peaceful protesters being attacked by the police. We had similar things here. Pro police shooting at peaceful protesters with rubber bullets. In Canada, they trampled on innocent people with horses, broke a woman's ribs. I mean, when have you ever seen authorities all across the globe respond this way to their people at, at in at one time it's it's unbelievable so uh, to, to to go back to your initial question yeah of course there are going to be attacks but we really shouldn't be deterred by that and i think that the people who've been standing up from the beginning have faced so much um you know <sighs> So many attacks, whether it be from their families, from their friends, they've been ostracised in society. And the opposite has happened of what should happen, which is that we've gotten stronger. The persecuted throughout history always get stronger. And the more you target us, the stronger we will get. It's water off a duck's back. Let me make that message very clear. We do not fear attacks. We do not fear the globalists. We do not fear those that are trying to harm humanity. And that is proven that that's what they're doing. And we will not stop because the truth defends itself yeah great great passion there courage is contagious and that's most certainly what i think um the freedom movement in new zealand has experienced this week because of course the mainstream media released a massive hit piece that fizzled and flopped they called it fire and fury and they tried to label you know counterspin and a whole lot of other freedom loving truthers here in new zealand as you know extremists and alt-right radicals just the whole list you know how it goes but to be honest it has just reinvigorated us and it's just given everybody a lot more um like you say power and we aren't going to be slowed down we aren't going to be stopped so what what what's the freedom movement looking like over in australia at the moment and how do you see things playing out on both sides for the great reset and the great awakening in australia and new zealand over the next 12 to 18 months it's really interesting because I feel like there might have been a similar thing that happened all across the globe with freedom movements, which was infiltration. We saw something similar happen in Sri Lanka where you actually had 
um, it, it later revelations came out that the people that started the riots and the revolution in response to what the government was doing to them there actually had links with the World Economic Forum. So there, there's been an infiltration of freedom movements everywhere all over the world, and it led to a real demoralisation of people. You know, people were protesting relentlessly. They didn't see results. Um, and so I, I really think that what started off as a very organic movement did fizzle out. But what's happened is the people that that grew awake from those movements, like I said, are stronger than ever. And they just want solutions and they want to see results. There was a time where people were really tired, but I think that that has changed now as more people are waking up, as more of the truth is coming out into the mainstream media and the work of yourselves and other independent medias across the world have been relentless. In, in continuing to bring out the truth, more and more people are starting to realise what's happening. And as people witness that, they're becoming energised again. I think the game plan's changed a little bit in the sense that we really have to work on connecting with people on the ground, work on connecting with people that we used to have relationships with uh, and, and trying to rebuild those as people start to see Sadly, family members dropping from these shots, family members becoming ill. Uh, and, and of course, the attack on things like your, your privacy with digital identity rolling out all over the place, digital currencies. People are starting to see that this is quite dangerous and it's leading to a, a technocratic totalitarianism and they don't want that. So there are always going to be different aspects of the the attempted implementation of the new world order that wake people up. We need to be ready with open arms to, 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 to welcome those people. It doesn't matter when someone wakes up, it's important that they do. And, um, and as more, as we see more and more of that, we, we have to really be welcoming to those people. And you know what you did, right? I mean, we get called conspiracy theorists. I mean, it's gone way past a theory. It is now a conspiracy fact. It is a fact. There is a conspiracy against us all. We have asked time and time again for all the information. We want the evidence that SARS-CoV-2 actually exists. It's never been isolated and purified anywhere. They they basically rebranded the cold and flu, called it COVID, and then they used their faulty PCR test to spin it out to all sorts of bloody revolutions to all of a sudden say, look at all these cases. Yet if you walked out your bloody doorway, no one's dropping dead. There's not a ninja bloody crew of bugs running around dropping everyone in the middle of the street. Like I said, we said to the senator before, and he agreed, no biohazard bins to bloody get rid of all these face nappies people are, are wearing. All that's doing is oxygen deprivation of the brain and making them even more stupid than they were before. The one thing I don't have a truck with, I don't, I don't I have anything against those who were coerced and forced to take the jab just to feed their families and that. Those people are on our side. Why, what we want, as far as that goes, is we want the government to finally acknowledge, yeah, they stuffed up. They're trying to kill people. They've been caught out because their narrative has collapsed. And we want to get those people as much help as we can. I don't give a crap about the people who will drink the Kool-Aid of government and just carry on mindless walking along like zombies to eventually drop dead soon anyway. That'll be the only election promise this government ever keeps. And that's the housing crisis because every bastard will be dead and you'll have houses galore. Have you got the same? Have Have you ever tried to, through the Official Information Act, like we have, tried to get any information about the unredacted Pfizer contract we want and about all of this isolation and purification of virus? Do you know we haven't even got it in this country? They always say they take their information from overseas. And like you alluded to earlier, that's all in lockstep as well. How are you getting on with it? 
We, we haven't had success with that, unfortunately. Obviously, I, I recently had a lawyer come on and speak to me about the fact that we really needed to get that information. I hope that people are working on it in Australia because the reality is that there are there were reports in the early days about really alarming things like them being able to seize uh, military bases and things like that if the government was to publish the safety data. Of course, we know that the uh, the TGA, sorry, not the TGA, my apologies, the FDA and Pfizer were trying to stop the adverse reaction data coming out that had to be released through a federal court order. Um, and so... Uh, into just going back to what you said about the people that 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 will never wake up you know i i'm a bit of a bleeding heart when it comes to humanity and i always have hope for these people and you know if if one of them was to ever realize what happened again as i said i would welcome them with open arms i i never want to disregard anyone but the reality is when i re interviewed professor desmet uh the first time Professor Matthias Desmond, who speaks about mass formation, he says that 20 to 30% will never wake up in um, when you look at times in history where we've had mass formation. They are deep into the formation and there's nothing that you can do for those people. Um, so what I would do is really focus my you know, and recommend that people do is really focus your energy on people who are on the fence, people who are willing to take in some of the information, uh, you know, have, have a discussion with them about which information that they're willing to talk about, whether it be the climate change fast, whether it be the, the monitoring of citizens through the digital ID, aka China social credit system, whatever it is that you can do right now to get through to people, you need to, because ultimately this stops when we say no. We've been saying that from the start, but we didn't have enough of us. We're starting to get to the point where we have enough of us. Yeah, and they are getting worried, aren't they? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yes, they are. And this is this is what happens to criminals when they're found out, they get backed into a corner and they'll do one of two things. And what you were saying about the government's admitting to the fact that they've been trying to kill kill off the population. I don't think we're going to see that uh, unless we 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 have, you know, a, a nonviolent revolution of sorts where there are more and more people demanding answers from them. I, I think what we'll see is what criminals usually do, which is they fight even harder to make sure that their crimes are not found. And I think that that's what we're seeing now. I really do believe that that's what the signing of the acceleration of Agenda 2030 to 2023 was about because of the fact that they are running out of time. Uh, they have a limited time to implement their plans towards this great reset. And of course, they still have the card in their back pocket where if things really go sour, they can initiate uh, cyber COVID, which is, of course, the global shutdown, and we know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, well, the Great Reset is, of course, the New World Order rebranded and uh, delivered in another fancy fancy term. But, oh, I tell you, I mean, I get, I get pretty irate the fact that we have trolls just coming out with ad hominem attacks, and all we say continuously is prove us wrong. We state a number of facts and we say, prove us wrong. They can't. They never have, never will. And they laugh and say, you guys are nut jobs, blah, blah. I'll tell you what, I'll take that as a badge of honor because I tell you what, we're trying to save lives just like you, just like those others. We're actually trying to save people. Those are trying to jump in the other camp and continue to kill the wholesale slaughter of people. And that's exactly what it is. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disregard that some of those people are actually government operatives trying to discredit 
things that you're saying, but that's fine. Like I said before, the truth will always defend itself. I don't ever go into self-defense mode because I don't feel the need to. If you can go to bed at night knowing that you've done everything with integrity uh, and you sleep easy, that's all that really matters. And especially in this online world, you know, people are going to have their opinions. People are used to commenting their opinions and and ranting and voicing their concerns in, in public forums. I just encourage people to remember that there is a human being on the other side of that screen. So let's be mature about the information that we're assessing and the way that we're responding to it. Now, Maria, before you go, I do want to ask your um, opinion on this topic because, um, of course, there is a great awakening happening and um, we've started a new segment on this show called The Awakening View. And I really want to honour the fact that, you know, there's a lot of young girls out there now, you know, who are part of awakening families and they're trying to, um, their, their mothers and their fathers are trying to find them better role models because obviously mainstream media has such an atrocious array of role models for young girls and young women these days. What is it, your, what's your opinion on um, where feminism has taken us and as 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 women, what what do you think? Um, what do you think is a good role model for young girls at this point? Anything other than what the schools and the mainstream media are teaching, basically. I think modern day feminism is an absolute disgrace. I say that as a woman. I, I, I'm disgusted by it. I think the, the movement of tearing down men has absolutely destroyed our society. Um, the emasculation of men, it's, it's, it's horrific. And this is part of the reason why we didn't see men rise up as we normally would uh, when, you know, when, when their families are under attack because for so long they've been told that their masculinity is toxic. Well, that's wrong. We, As women, we need men and we need to stop attacking them. And I think that the attack on gender in general has been so strong, particularly over the past few months, and we see the things that are happening in the United States and slowly starting to seep into Australia and New Zealand alike. You know, these, these drag queen story time shows, we've got drag queen bingo this month in 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 a Queensland, uh, and it's 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 deplorable behaviour. So I think that um, <laughs> I often say to people, if you can pull your children out of schools, do so because that is not a, that's not an education centre; it's an indoctrination centre. Take back control of your lives. Take back control over the traditional family values that kept our society together once upon a time before these people with this agenda for the new world order tried to destroy the nuclear family. That is one of the key things, the key reasons that they have been successful. It adds to the ability to demoralize society because you've destroyed the family unit and destroying gender is a huge part of the transhumanist agenda. They're teaching. I just saw an article today about a school in, in Australia that's accepting a, a year eight girl's identity choice to identify as a cat. These things are really hurting our youth the, the things that are being taught in school, to, you know, and, and they're so desperately searching for an identity uh, in, in one of these movements. I, I watched a video recently of a girl saying, well, I first identified as pan, then I thought I was bi, then I thought I was gay. And, you know, I don't have a problem with you if you have these problems. I have a problem with the fact that it's being pushed onto the youth so that they completely lose their identity and they think that they have to find their identity in some sort of a label or pronoun. They yeah. don't. Your identity is God-given 
And the sooner you become comfortable in that and the sooner that you become comfortable in your biological gender and move away from the indoctrination of this woke leftist society, the better. And the best way to do that is really to pull kids out of schools and find conservative role models, you know, who who promote the right things from when society was stable, like a traditional family, like uh, you know, not not participating in this over sexualization of of women, um, you know, and not participating in attacking men in society. We shouldn't be doing that because women and men need each other, and we're different, and we're different for a reason. Yeah, and you are indeed the Australian equivalent of our Hannah Spira here. You just <laughs> just basically said exactly what she's been telling people because uh, she uh, in the recent tour we did a let's not forget tour where we actually went right out to the regions and actually give people a platform to talk about the injuries talk about uh, life under this despot regime um, and she's opened up the toxic femininity um, argument and boy is that hot um, but I agree with you I mean, but I might now because we're in a world of that climate I'm going to identify as lesbian <laughs> see, I, I, I want to say something here. I'm not actually offended. I'm a woman and I'm not offended by you talking about toxic femininity or toxic feminism, right? I'm not offended by that because I recognize that it's actually a thing and it's something that's harming our society. So as a woman, I'm saying get rid of it. Yep. Stay away from, from any, any type of movement that seeks to break down the value of any person, really. That, that's where we need to go. And let the men rise up and actually protect you for once instead of trying to beat us down and turn us all into latte-drinking soy boy pricks. Hannah? Agreed. Oh. Yeah, no, you're a woman after my own heart. Um, we <laughs> should honestly, we should we should do a show in future, um, Maria, if you can spare us the time again to do, you know, a good half an hour to an hour dedicated to that one topic because I really think this is one of the most occulted topics that they will not allow us to speak about because as soon as us women, men obviously can't talk about it because they get labelled bigoted, chauvinist, you know, sexist, whatever. So it's up to us women to start having these conversations and actually start breaking down the fact that what does toxic femininity look like it's gaslighting it's the psychological manipulation it's the lying it's exactly what our prime minister has been doing to us for the last two years and did you know maria that apparently if you support the nuclear family and you support mums just to be mums and, and enjoy birth and enjoy pregnancy they're, they're alt right they're far right that's basically you're basically a nazi if you believe in the family these days it's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. And and you know what? Just just on what you just said, you know, it's hard for men to talk about because they're labelled so and so. I talk about it. I want to see men talking about this. I get excited when I see a man calling this stuff out. I don't care what gender you are calling it out. Everyone should speak about it. It's wrong. Let's stop attacking each other's genders and let's get back to some form of normality. A man cannot have a baby. A woman has babies, and there's no problem calling a woman a woman. And we all know what a woman is, and there's no such thing as chest feeding either, just to make that clear. Unbelievable, isn't it? Oh, I'll tell you. Maria Z from Z Media, you're a legend. Can you tell everyone all your social media handles? Because uh, we think they should be watching you as well as us, of course, and stop wasting their time on all this other junk that's out there. 
Yes, sure. So uh, as with most independent media, I'm shadow banned or banned everywhere, but you can catch me on Instagram under Z Media, that's Z-E-E-E Media with three E's, but the best places to reach me are my website, zmedia.com, Z-E-E-E Media.com, or my telegram, Z Media, spelt in the same way. That's brilliant. You know, you could have caught us on Instagram, but we recently got both our Instagram channel and the backup channel taken down and one before that, of course. So, uh, they're setting fire to us all on the, online, but you know we are on, of course, Rumble and Telegram and councilmedia.com. So, thank you very much for joining us. It was truly enlightening, and I tell you what, because people like yourself are speaking out instead of just hearing the same thing from us, um, you basically reinforce everything we've been saying. So, perfect. Thank you. Okay. Hey, just, just in closing, I encourage anyone who's watching. Whatever gifts or talents or skills that you have, start putting them to use double time, triple time. You know, we really all need to double down our efforts. Independent media plays such a crucial role, and I'm grateful for what you guys are doing. Um, but but everyone needs to do their part. Don't just be an observer. And, and not everyone's made for media. I get that. But whatever it is that you can do, please double down your efforts. Humanity needs you. Let's do this together. Yeah, we've got this, and the best is yet to come, isn't it, Maria? I, I think knew so. You were there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. We really appreciate that, and um, hopefully, we can stay connected and keep this conversation going. Thanks, Maria from Z Media. Thank you. All right, Calvin, another amazing um, Australian Anzac patriot there, you know, telling it like it is. She's just incredible. And, uh, yeah, for any parents out there, if you want your daughters to have a good role model, I don't think you can um, look past um, Z Media Maria there. She's wonderful. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, it's it just goes to show people you are not alone. There are a hell of a lot more of us out there than there are of them. Just because they control the bullhorn at the moment and it makes it look like they have the numbers, there are only a handful of people regurgitated many times. The same types of people they bring online for uh, their, their experts. I mean, you all can see through it now. Like I said, don't argue with the trolls. Don't feed them any oxygen because just let the mask do its work and they will soon brain fog and, and tap out. You guys can do it. We can as a country. I tell you what, we're going to win this and we're going to win it big. So if you guys want like what we're doing, please, please support us because this fight is just starting to heat up. They are coming after us big time and we need a fund to be able to take this fight back to them. And we are going to do that too. Yeah, Calva, because um, it, it, the, this stuff, you know, we're, we're starting to build a really good, solid team and all of that is going to take a war chest. So, you know, please, guys, do go and hit that donate button. Sign up, even if it's just for a $2 a week uh, regular donation. If all of you did that, you don't know how much better we'd be able to make things because this is this is a collective effort like maria said you know not everybody's going to want to be out the front and do the whole media thing but hey maybe you've still got a job and you're still able to make a small contribution we know many of you have lost your jobs and of course we would never want you to put yourself into any financial risk but um maybe you're on the other end of the spectrum maybe you have um, worked really really hard for your whole life and um you've got a really substantial you know amount of money that uh you've worked hard for but now you can see what's 
that's coming down the pipeline and you're starting to see that you may not actually have that for very long. So why don't you actually just um, reach out, counterspinmedia.com, press the donate button and send some of that love our way because we have put everything into this. We are here till the end and we're not going anywhere. Calvin, tomorrow's a really big day, um, 23rd of August there in Wellington, of course, the People's Court. What do you want to tell the people about that? Well, at 9 o'clock there'll be a march to Parliament. Oh, sorry, 10 o'clock there'll be a march to Parliament. They arrive there on or about 11 o'clock by the time they uh, pull everyone in. From 11 o'clock to, I believe, 1, 2, they'll be holding the People's Court. This is where they put the uh, current government up on trial. And you who are coming from all over the country and, of course, online, you will be the jury who will cast your verdict at the end. Because we know we can't trust the judiciary. Um, they're as corrupt as anything. We can't trust the government. They're the ones who we need up on charges. The police have been weaponized against you. They are now the private security force for this international criminal corporation uh, masquerading as a government. And of course, you can't trust anything, our state services especially. But remember, it's not just these politicians. They are just the puppets. Half the time they're compromised, they're bought off, they're blackmailed uh, into inflicting this damage on you and behest of their foreign masters. Uh, but the state services and those unelected officials, they should be the biggest targets. And I tell you what, if I was ran a government, they would be the first to go. Yes, uh, indeed. And of course, Calvin, we do want to alert people's attention to um, a false flag. The government loves to paint this narrative like January 6th. They love to try and say that the um, protests in February, March here in Wellington were in fact some sort of riot you know, violent takeover with with the fires and everything. They're actually trying to say that you, um, that Canispin encouraged people to light the fires and throw the bricks. We did not. This is not true. Um, and in fact, you know, there is a lot of questions around agent provocateurs starting those fires and even throwing those bricks. So for the most part, it was very peaceful. You know, in that on that third day, I think it was Calvin when that when that first lot of uh, police came in and tried to quash the protesters. I mean, for anyone that says, oh, they let them go on for three weeks. No, the people held the line. That's yeah. what happened. The police tried to come in very early on and quash what was going on, trying to deny their rights of peaceful protest. And they realized that the people had resolved. And the women that were on that front line was just phenomenal. And um, it was so peaceful up until again on that last day that the police came in. And of course, they kept trying to terrorize the people. Um, Trevor Mallard with his LRADs and his terror music of course uh, and turning the sprinklers on trying to put so much pressure on the people and they will do that and so just be aware tomorrow keep your uh, phones out film constantly we do not want to be pulled into any type of false flag it is a peaceful event there is no violence and uh, if, if anybody starts doing anything stupid just film them and tell them to stop Calvin. Yep that's a good idea because I tell you what they will blame us for anything and everything if you even look at them sideways, they will capture just the right shot to say that you had evil eyes. If you give flip them the bird and say, look at this, these are extremists. But where they get it wrong, because you were all out there, you were all basically citizen journalists. You were all out there with your phones. You can be Johnny on the spot. You are reporting everything as it happens. The media has its specific camera angles and narrative to create so they will look at what backs the agenda they will not look at you being peaceful they will not look at the diversity of the crowd coming together as one to say hey we've had enough of this and they will do all they can to undermine it do not um fall for it stay united 
stay together and demand something is done because at the moment we are up shit creek without a paddle and until we band together and start going the same way we're going to hit that waterfall yes and of course calvin we will be going live tomorrow from about 9 a.m that's the goal like calvin said they're meeting in civic square at 10 a.m um and then they are marching to parliament and uh calvin i think it's all going to be wrapped up by 2 p.m so um you know, the Freedom Rights Coalition has a great team of security as well. Their events are always well managed. So I think um, if there are any shenanigans, they will put a stop to it very, very quickly. And in fact, if once they all leave, um, that is also going to be a, a vulnerable time, I think, don't you? Because that's when it's it's going to be easy for some sort of, you know, um, agent provocateurs to come in and try and somehow, you know, rally up any underlying tensions or any underlying anger and, and try and direct it in the wrong way. Yep. So remember, have your phones always charged or charging and get ready to film anything you think is suspect, especially if it's on the side of the government. And there is a side. They have a side. It's them against us. There's no two ways about it. Um, remember, Avi Yemeni was hoping to be here. I think he's still trying his best to get in the country in order to report this. So we will hopefully see him arrive. If not, uh, we will try to get him to air so he can actually talk about his disgust. Um, and also the real... Um, the real Rukshan. The real Rukshan. I sometimes get around the wrong way. He is was also due here. I don't know if he's been denied or not. So I haven't heard anything yet. We will try to get that news to you as soon as it comes to hand. It's going to be a good day. I'm already in Wellington. I came Friday at 6.30 in the morning early because I wanted to do a recce and see what sort of preparations the government were making. And of course, yep, they're doing all, everything they can to restrict and um, bottleneck you all. So, so we'll what have you seen on the ground, Calvin? Because some people okay, might not have, have seen those photos yet. We have massive cinder blocks or, you know, big, big concrete blocks at every entrance. We have uh, traffic management um, all over the place, uh, stopping basically wherever you people came down and created the ring around parliament. That is now no longer able to be done with vehicles. Um, you can still walk through, though. That is, I guess, one saving grace. I'm surprised they've actually allowing that too, given the dictatorship nature of this government. And, of course, the convoys are coming in, Cowan, from uh, Cape Prianga and the Bluff as well, deep down there in the south and right at the tip, tip, tippy top of the north. They are coming. We have also heard that the uh, Inter-Islander Ferry is actually down for repairs um, until Tuesday. H have we got any reports from Bluebridge? I meant to check about Bluebridge, but I don't know if that's just a coincidence or what's going on there. Um, but apparently the, the ferries are... Uh, there, there are reduced sailings if you are trying to come across from the South Island. Um, and Dana was going to come in and do a live stream with us, but Calvin, it's just, it's just Wellington is living up to its name. It's totally windy. The um, umbrella she had has just been destroyed. It's raining, uh, and it's not looking good for live streaming uh, weather-wise. Yeah, well, it's only in the last few hours the weather's actually packed up here because when we were out early, it was dry. It was quite calm. Funny enough, for Wellington, it was quite calm, but it was it was comfortable. It was it was warm, and there was, it was a dry ground. So that thing's just coming in a wave. But they did say well, we were expecting that, and it's to clear up on Tuesday anyway. So I think we might just get a good day tomorrow to hold this trial, uh, where the government is the defendant, the people are the prosecutors, and let's see how all this plays out. Yep, keep sending us your photos and your footage. And if you've got any tips, info at counterspinmedia.com. 
Uh, we would also like to say there are, of course, more fake profiles being um, put out in our name, not only on Telegram, but also on Facebook as well. So it, we will never just randomly message you. We will never ask for your credit card details. We most certainly will never start talking to you randomly about crypto. So uh, if you have any doubts, just ask them to send you a voice message and you will quickly realize that it's not us. Um, Calvin, I do want to to um, put this book out again COVID not the misinformation but the missing information so that is by New Zealand's own Dr Bruce Rapley uh, exposing the lies of the big pharma and the international COVID-19 response fiasco so please keep an eye out for that book uh, we've got some amazing scientists and authors and and medical um professionals as you know from um, NZDSOS and of course people like Bruce um, putting out some great information so get your hands on that book uh, we do have some copies if you would like to um, make a donation we can send you a book but you'll have to email merch at counterspinmedia.com for those details we still also have some tour uh, merchandise which the girls will be um, taking orders for tomorrow and you'll be able to check out some samples there um, otherwise email merch at counterspinmedia.com what else can we tell the people Kelvin what other um, kind of uh, public service announcements do we have okay I want to give a shout out to the platform the platform that was of course Sean Plunkett's founded platform funded by the Wright Foundation in Tauranga um, I want to give them a shout out and thank Michael Laws for having me on the show uh, of course, he thinks I'm a genuine nut bar and uh, conspiracy theorist, and uh, his jab is great. Uh, I asked him, of course, if I could go in his will, uh, but he said, no, he wants to leave his stuff to his kids. Uh, so I think his kids are getting a payday before they actually realize they would. Um, and <clears throat> But one thing I've got to say, for all the slander that came on after that uh, on there, I just want to uh, put out a challenge to them. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Unless you can do that, shut up, move to the side and let the real men try to protect the people of this country. And I think, Calvin, um, that's totally true. And again, I was so proud of you and your Michael Laws interview because, you know, he is the hardest uh, probably talkback show host there is in the country and you held your own. I think he underestimated you and um, he, he didn't know what to make of it, to be honest. That's why he gave a lot of um, people the opportunity to... Uh, basically be cut off after that. He just shut them down and um, he let... I do have to say that the platform has never had such massive ratings as when they had Dr. Matt Shelton on, the Qantas airline pilot, Chantel Baker, myself, and uh, and Linda Wharton, who went on, with, went on with Rodney Hyde, three hours of hearing carnage uh, about the jab and things like that. I'll tell you what... They've never had such. So that proves without a doubt that this is something people are concerned about, people are worried about, and they damn well want answers uh, yeah. uh, from, from the government over it. And so do and, we. And that's why we keep pushing. And I think Sean Plunkett recognized that as well because he did offer uh, Chantal Baker a, a job there, a slot. So congratulations to her. That is great. Uh, getting our voices out more and more into the mainstream is a wonderful thing. Um, and of course, somebody, do you know what, what they're saying on Twitter now? They're saying that that the platform is is um, Counterspin Media Light. So hey, once again, Calvin, we don't mind being the tip of the spear. You know, we'll yeah. we'll just we'll just carve a path. And of course, uh, those coming up behind us, they yeah. will be 
they will be kind of perceived as, you know, the more palatable, um, you know, platforms. But hey, that's okay. People love it straight up the guts. And uh, that's what we are here at Counterspin. And I don't think we make any apologies for that. No, absolutely not. And, and, and I won't. I will not apologize for being strong in my language and steadfast in my position to save lives in this country from people hellbent on killing them. If you lily-livered fairies have a problem with that, like Hannah said, there are more palatable um, platforms out there for you to feel better about yourself and stroke your own sensitivities. You won't get that here. You will get facts and evidence, and you'll get it straight. Hey, but Calvin, I think we should say a warm welcome to anybody who is new to this platform after the amount of free advertising that um, Paula Penfold and all her buddies there at Stuff gave us. You know, I think we should be grateful. We're so, um, you know, we're like Maria was saying as well, you know, we need to welcome these people with open arms. Uh, we were all wrong at one point. It doesn't matter when you wake up. The most important thing is that you do wake up and... Um, we can start questioning. And I really think we should start this campaign, hashtag it's okay to be wrong, because that is one of the hardest things for any human being to say. The other one, of course, being I'm sorry. So uh, when you all wake up and you realize that you are wrong, um, it's okay to be wrong. And it's okay to turn around to your conspiracy theorist friends and actually look them in the eye and just say, look, I'm sorry. And um, I really appreciate you for, for being ostracized for your you know, understanding of truth. And we know that the difference between a conspiracy theory and a conspiracy fact is actually only about six weeks these days. So, of course, the CDC, as we said on the last episode with Dr. Cindy de Villiers, uh, have come out and said there's no difference anymore between the jabbed and the unjabbed. Um, you know, we've all got um, the defense to fight whatever the so-called COVID-19 is. But watch um, that. But watch that. No difference between the jabbed and unjabbed. There is a major difference. The jabbed are on limited borrowed time. And until they recognize that, and until we can get the straight answers, we won't be able to get them the treatment they need to try to stop the inevitable of what's coming. Yeah, definitely. And um, as other people have said to us as well, you know, we understand there's so many of you out there that took it purely for coercion. And um, for that, we... It's just heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking to see how many of you have had to take it to pay your, um, to just, you know, keep food on the table and pay your mortgage and um, keep everything ticking along. And it's that, that is, that's the most heartbreaking thing. And yeah. Paula Penfold, you know exactly what's going on. You had Ali from, from um, the Bay of Plenty actually contact you and she featured in Fire and Fury, aka the Fizzle and Flop documentary. And she actually, we've got the text messages and we're going to be releasing those because Paula Penfold was absolutely reassuring Ali. Yes, Ali, you know, like we'll, we'll tell your story. We'll tell, we'll get the message out there that you want told. And that is the fact that, you know, Ali wanted to talk about the jab injured. She wanted to talk about all those people that had lost their jobs and all the doctors that had been silenced and Paula Penfold, you know, reassured her and a well-known, um, you know, well-known, well-respected person in this freedom movement actually reassured Ali, no, Paula's good. Paula will do you right. Because Paula did actually do a documentary um, in 2015, as we said in our um, emergency broadcast in regards to this documentary. Paula actually did a piece on the HPV vaccine and she has talked to vaccine-injured people. So why isn't she doing it now? And it's absolutely disgusting that you manipulated a woman uh, into a, a mainstream Kiwi woman, not a radical at all, to come and be interviewed by you again, and you completely have now admitted 
that you did not tell the story that she wanted told. And you have admitted that, yes, there have been things that have gone wrong. And you know that there's a story to be told, but it's just not right now. That's yeah, what you've come out it, and said. Because and that agenda has to be pushed. That's why. And I think, Paula Penfold, at this point, you should be hanging your head in shame because you know there's a story here with the vaccine injured. And Ali did give you the website of Silent No More. You could be going to speak to Casey Hodgkinson and her mother and the plethora of people that they are helping on a daily basis. They are being run off their feet with the amount of people they are helping and they're busy trying to set up their not-for-profit association so that they can actually do the work that the medical medical society and the medical um, fraternity should be doing, which is helping people who are having genuine side effects and adverse reactions to this uh, gene therapy slash, you know, bioweapon. And the mainstream media is ignoring it, even though they know the story's there. I just, I, it was just unbelievable watching Paula Penfold admit to that. And um, Calvin, sorry, I'm just having a bit of a rant. <laughs> hey, I, I do it as well. But you notice I don't give a heaps about it. Just saying, you know, just you could better tone down on that toxic femininity stuff, eh? You let the man <laughs> be the man. I didn't interrupt you, see, because a, a man's got to stand behind his uh, woman and prop her up when she needs to be, just like she has to with him. I'm still waiting for it, of course, but I'm sure you'll get there. Cute eye roll. Um, yeah, no, great show. Hey, thanks to everybody for hanging in there as well with our uh, technical um, gremlins there at the start. Yes, we did say uh, 6.45 start, and some of you made the joke that that means seven, and then I think we didn't really kick off until about 10 past. So thanks again. Like we said, please... Um, get in behind us financially so we can actually um get rid of the la- get rid of the last slave and get a new one in is that how it goes galvin yeah no we've, we've actually got to back up our tech guy you know we've been screaming for uh people who can do this type of thing um and the editing and that look we need you if you're out there uh we need you and until someone comes along and says hey you guys are doing a great job what you're putting out is going to save lives and it needs to get out further um until they come in and financially back us it's 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 we're just going to have to get by on what we've gotten so far because of you the people you this is your platform you have kept it going thank you very much let's keep it up we're almost close to winning this fight we will win this fight i guarantee it counterspin media is not backing down neither are you let's go okay so it seems like calvin that there's been nothing on the website and nothing on rumble i'm not sure if that's all of your guys experience uh there has been a bit of that feedback in the chat as well uh hopefully some of you did get to watch it we are going to have the replay up so please have no fear if your uh, stream has been glitching you will be able to watch it uh you look who knows i mean we do know that our email system has been attacked Oh, okay. So we're just going to wrap it up. Um, are we going to go out on the RV Yemeni piece? Can we at least uh, get that video playing or maybe we'll put. Okay. All right, Calvin. All right, see you later. All right. See you guys. You know what? I didn't believe they were going to succeed in having me banned in a free Western democracy, but hey, I gave too much credit to Jacinta Ardern's New Zealand. Jacinta Ardern, her government, her ministry, have banned a journalist. A journalist, by the way, that has traveled the world on the same Australian passport. But for some reason, I'm not good enough to enter New Zealand. Guys, we're not taking this lying down. I need your help. We're fighting back. We've already got lawyers on the case appealing it. We're going to take this all the way to the top. We're not going to allow the mainstream media in New Zealand, one, to dictate and have the final say. 
We're going to make sure we tell the other side of the story in New Zealand and we will fight all our way to do that. We will not let the Jacinta Ardern tyrannical government to stop the journalists and they don't like from traveling to New Zealand to tell the other side of the story. And I get it, I get why they're scared. They don't want anyone telling the other side of the story in New Zealand. The mainstream media has ran the government's narrative for two years now. I get it, I am the biggest threat to both the mainstream media and the Jacinta Ardern government. So obviously when you think about it now, obviously what, how silly was I to think that I could just walk in, check into a flight, and, and, and fly to New Zealand. Who cares that I've travelled the entire world as a journalist and never had a problem entering with my Australian passport, especially to New Zealand. But obviously, that I get it, they're scared. They're scared and they should be scared because we're not going to take it lying down. With your help at saveavyourmini.com, I'm going to fight back. I'm going to get into New Zealand. I, I am, I promise you, this. the, the New Zealand Herald the faceless person who didn't even put their name to the story. Know this, I am going to get to New Zealand. I'm going to tell the other side of the story, whether you like it or not. And your friends in the Jacinda Ardern government, no, you will be exposed because we will fight for New Zealand. I, I believe New Zealand is worth fighting for. I think that if New Zealand falls, Australia is next. And I'm not, I'm not willing to let either fall. You can find Counterspin, New Zealand's media revolution, at counterspinmedia.com. And now, on the InfoWars Network, at band.video.